0: Welcome to GrishaCast, episode twenty-one. In this episode, we are covering chapters eight, nine, and ten from the book *Ruin and Rising*. This is your host Eric,
1: and I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things GrishaVerse,
0: a world created by the wonderful Lee Bardugo. Well, hello, girl.
1: Hey, girl.
0: Whew, it has been a week.
1: It has, and it's really only been two days, but it's been a week.
0: Yeah, so um, we are really happy and blessed and lucky to be recording this evening, uh, because if you've been watching the news, uh, you'll know that we actually got tornadoes. Um, Nashville, Tennessee got struck really hard, and actually where this podcast is recorded is in Wilson County, and actually in Lebanon, and it got hit very hard and Terry and I both live out here. Terry lives in Mount Juliet, and I live in Lebanon. And um, it was a pretty scary night, uh, Monday night. It was. Yeah.
1: It was uh, probably the most terrifying night of my life.
0: Yeah, it was It was really horrifying. We had those, the tornadoes just really came out of nowhere. Um, it, our experience, Chris and I just like went to bed, and all of a sudden my... I wake up a lot throughout the night and my dog just came running in and then like started licking my hand and I thought she wanted a treat and I got up and she wouldn't follow me and she was like kind of shaking and I was like, what is going on? And I looked at my phone and there's just all the, I guess my work kind of has this whole like, um, I don't know, this big group message and, pretty much on the messages they're like there's a tornado that just left mount juliet and it's heading towards lebanon and i like started poking chris and i was like honey i think you need to get up there's like a tornado coming and it was it just and then all of a sudden you just started hearing this horrifying wind and the lightning and it was just i heard i heard some scary stuff that i've never heard before and i'm guessing that was probably a tornado
1: oh yeah yeah it was um I woke up to horrific sounds. It was sirens and the emergency tone um, and wind and things hitting the house. And um, by the time I got the kids to our safe space, we had three minutes um, before it hit. Um, The house felt like it was going to, like, explode. There was creaking. There were things hitting the house that I thought was hail. Um, And... Uh, I thought my head was going to explode and my ears were popping, and um, it just it died out. There was still things kind of pelting the house, yeah. and um, I, you know, learned that it was actually pieces of other people's homes, yeah, that were hitting my own house. And that was the most sobering experience for me is that these the pieces of these people's lives are hanging in my trees and littering my yard, and it was um, at, that was a very sad realization. I knew it was bad at that point because we've had storms and we've had right. smaller tornadoes, but that was just absolutely devastating.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, we still haven't finished picking up our yard and we're in the same boat. Like there are pe- like that's a devastating part is looking and seeing it's other people's home, like pieces of it in our yard. And it's
1: it's hard to look at that and say, you know, I feel lucky. Yeah. It's hard to even, like, have any sort of, like, emotion over over it all except for just feeling very sad for those who have lost everything.
0: Yeah. And I think another part that was absolutely horrifying about all this is right when it hit is when, they like, the electricity and everything goes out. So all you can hear yes. is the, the storm, the tornado, and all of it. Like, you, you, there's nothing
1: else. Cell service even went completely out. So... I couldn't see what was happening. Yeah. I couldn't get a hold of anyone to see if anyone was okay. Um, I actually didn't have cell service for most of that day, Tuesday, wow. um, and it was, it got, it was bad. And we didn't have electricity the whole day. The kids were getting hungry, um, so I was like, let's get in the car and try to find some food. Um, it took us two hours to find a place that was um, that was open, that had electricity, um, that wasn't destroyed, yeah, and that had food. And even once we got there, it was an hour wait to get the food. Um, so it was it was quite it was quite an ordeal. Um, and everybody that was out seemed to be in fairly good spirits. Yeah, which was amazing.
0: Nashville, I, Nashville seems to come together. We've had um, things like this unfortunately happen when we had the big flood, and we've had a tornado hit Nashville. Another like downtown Nashville, mm-hmm. and it seems that like I mean we in these really horrifying moments we do all come together as a community
1: yeah we're the volunteer state and We uh, we show that every time we have a tragedy
0: yeah so um a special shout out to all the first responders and the power company who are working 24 7 um to help us get our electricity and lights back on and our lives back together and there's still so much work that has to be done but we are um definitely still hanging in there and we're helping each other out.
1: It's yeah, not- they they worked their butts off. Yeah. They were out um four AM in our neighborhood making sure everyone was accounted for. Um, our electricity was back on in less than twenty four hours, which I cannot even believe after I know. something like that, for it to come back on that quickly. I am very thankful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris, um, he works for um the he he work he works for the sheriff department and um Anyways, he just he had to leave um right when like I had him stay with me for a little bit to till things died down and then he left and it was just like he was gone all day yeah. just like doing so much work and so much good and trying to help as much as he can. There are power there are power lines everywhere and there still are. I mean, that's yes. the thing. Like I mean, it's it's still really hard to travel around here.
1: I um was able to go kind of my normal route to work this morning i could not get anywhere tuesday morning i was trapped um so this morning they finally opened up a road that i typically take to work and the the metal power lines were twisted and bent down to the road and Um. that was insane seeing trees down is one thing but seeing an entire um you know strip mall completely just torn to pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and then seeing those m- giant metal poles just twisted like they were little pieces of tinfoil. was just insane.
0: It was horrifying. And, um, I, but I truly, I'm, I'm, I feel like we are blessed. We are still, yes. we are here. And, you know, I, I didn't know we were going to be able to record this. Uh, no. cause I didn't know if there, <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to actually have power back on, but we do. And, um, we also um, thought about whether it was still a good idea to record this, even in the midst of tragedy. And I think we both came to a good good thoughts and ideas about, you know, we need to still come together and have some fun a little bit, um, even though this is a hard time. Um,
1: we need to try to mo- also have some normalcy.
0: Exactly. As much as we can. So, um, anyways, that is... Uh, just letting all our listeners know um we love you guys and we're really thankful for you all and um yeah it's um yeah it's been a rough week but we are we're here and let's get into the Grisha verse so th- we had some really exciting stuff going on in these chapters
1: yes um we, we have hit kind of the start of the crescendo I think
0: absolutely getting
1: some action getting what? some information
0: yeah well and it's also like It's the great part because it's also, it's not only the end of the book, it's also the end of a trilogy, Mm -hmm. so we're just like... It's
1: all coming to a head.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of information coming at us. So, anyways, let's just get right, let's get started. So, starting off in Chapter 8, Nikolai, Mal, and the twins start to figure out the plans on finding the Firebird, and Nikolai even starts studying Mortzova's journals himself in hopes of finding some clues he also agrees that there must be something missing that there's either some pages or a book or something that the darkling must have because they're just the pieces aren't connecting
1: yeah just like everyone else studying it
0: yeah there's just like a, it's just not making sense and um, Mal and Alina n- need to go near the Sierzoi mountains near where they grew up to hopefully find the firebird um, which is where they Yeah, that's where they're determined to get. But before they head out on their journey, Nikolai needs Alina to come with him to West Ravka to, I guess, schmooze with some of his Mm -hmm. new allies, you know, do a little drinking. He likes the show. He does. So Mal and Tamar take a crew and um, go and start hunting down the Firebird while Nikolai and Alina go off and, you know, meet these new allies and just have a good time. (laughs) So
1: <laughs> In the fancy new wardrobe.
0: Exactly. So Alina starts to ponder about learning more about Mirzost, which is not really the small science. It's, like, beyond that. It's, like, the almost like, I guess, I don't want to say dark magic, but, like... It's magic. It's, like, real magic. Right. Yeah, which is just kind of...
1: It's not calling something from something it's calling something from nothing right where it's literally you are making it exactly and it's frowned upon
0: yeah exactly because the small science you're using elements that Mm -hmm. you have to create something and this is yeah you're absolutely right just creating something out of nothing so um i think this is kind of a cool quote and um so here it is Given time, I was sure Bagra could teach me to push my power further, but she would never help me master Merzost, and on my own, I had no idea where to begin. I remembered the feeling I had in the chapel, the sense of connection and and disintegration, the horror of feeling my life torn from me, the thrill of seeing my creatures come into being. But without the Darkling, I couldn't find my way into that power. And I couldn't be sure the Firebird bu- would would change that. Maybe it was sim- simply easier for him. He'd once told me he had far more practice with eternity. How many lives had the Darkling taken? How many lives had he lived? Maybe after all this time, life and death looked different to him. Small and unmysterious. Something to be used. End quote. I, um... Yeah, I just think, I, I think that's very interesting. I like the way she, I love the way Lee wrote that. But, um, you know, she's just, she's really pondering about just going beyond. I think also her power, she's kind of like hungry for it. She's hungry for oh, this fire Oh, yeah, firebird. absolutely. <laughs> so Alina is still pained about leaving Mal, but comes to her senses when she realizes this is what they both want. Really,
1: and it's needed
0: exactly. And they're both on the same page. It just she it still hurts her. Uh, she want she talks to Nikol Nikolai uh, about reassigning Mal after everything is over. Um, I guess she's just kind of like coming to terms with that. Yeah. That and that's got to be hard because we know how attached she is.
1: Yeah, she's she's sounding a lot different than she used to. Well,
0: yeah, she is. It's like almost like she's actually kind of like. She's thinking normally, <laughs> yeah
1: and it's not it's not like that she's even like resigned herself to it either, like she's actually she knows that this is the best thing. it's not like, okay, fine, she really right. sounds like I know this is the best thing, and this is what I want to do.
0: It's what needs to be done, mm-hmm. yep, so um Nikolai then kind of. In a way, proposes I think to her by giving her the Lance of emerald again. I think, it, but kind of not. I don't know. I what did you think? Did-
1: I think it was. Um, I think it was for show. Okay. Um, that's what I got from it. Is that it was like a you know so everybody can see it and so that they they know what that is and what that on your finger. Uh, yeah, they're gonna know exactly what we intend to do. Um, I also. It's interesting that an emerald is still an emerald in this world. Yeah, there's so many different things in this world, but. This mineral, this gemstone, is yeah. still the same. I don't know why that, that oh, kind of no. caught me.
0: Oh, I, I, I understand completely. There's some, there's some neat things. I like it when um, there you hear about some of the different foods that they eat, and it's like it sounds similar, but like it's also different. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's just, there's little things that she creates in this world that I just love, and they're small like little nuggets of something that are just kind of <laughs> neat about the Grisha verse. So um, yeah, this lance emerald sounds beautiful, by the way. Um. Uh, of course Alina refuses um to take it but Nikolai insists that she keeps it.
1: Mm-hmm. So um a privateer learns to press any advantage. Mhm.
0: And he is a privateer.
1: And a prince gets used to the word yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so also Nikolai, you know, he's just He's kind of awesome. He then has all these dresses taken to Alina's room, I'm guessing, because when Alina returns to her room, um, her and all the girls, Jenny, Zoya, Tamar, and Nadia, are there and just with all these dresses and just having fun. What
1: a fun little moment this was.
0: Oh, it was.
1: It was a little like girl time.
0: It was, and it was cute. And and we haven't s-
1: seen this before.
0: No, not at all. And it was like, because she, she hasn't had those connections. No.
1: She Before. never, she didn't have friends really, mm-hmm. and here we've got like all these girls that are hanging out and like really girling out. It They're, was such a fun moment.
0: It's sweet, and because it she hasn't, you're right, she hasn't had that, and um, so she picks out her dress and then she lets the girls borrow, in quotations, some of the others, but obviously she's giving it to them. Um, the girls are enjoying themselves and talking about the things they miss that they normally would have if they weren't in war times. Um, also talking about the gigantic Lance-off Ring. <laughs> yes, and then what a really cute part, and Nadia and Tamar they they finally kiss
1: they kiss
0: it's so cute. Aww. It's awesome it is um you know what's really funny, and I just can't believe I'm gonna admit this, but the first time I read that, um, the first time I read these books, I do not remember that whatsoever. Nadia and Tamar really kissing. that's
1: a big moment. it is, I know. <laughs> So
0: it's hard for me to admit this. I don't know what happened. I don't know whether I fell asleep during that. But, like, I was very surprised when that happened. because
1: it, it shouldn't be a big moment.
0: Well, right. But it is. It is.
1: Because typically in, um, you know, popular
0: in fantasy. Yes,
1: it's we don't typically have that.
0: No, we don't have a lot of LGBT characters. It's very hetero. Well, so th-
1: this is a big thing.
0: Oh my god, and see that's what um I know this is so off topic, but like the book that like I was like geeking out about that I had been reading that trilogy mm-hmm. um the shades um trilogy there's like that's what that's what kind of happened in it like it ended like with this really cool LGBT character like actually being like this really awesome role being like a king and like actually having a partner. And like, it was just like, it wasn't the main story point because there are all these different stories, but like just that it was there, it was huge. I was just like, that is incredible. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just, that's so neat to me. I love it when authors like take the time to just, it's not even take the time, but I mean, just, you know, LGBT characters are not included a lot. Absolutely. And in fantasy, n- They're rare. I feel like it's rare, but now I think it's coming out more, and I think that's amazing to see. I
1: think that's what that was part of what drew me to um, interview with Vampire when I was Mm -hmm. fourteen years old. (laughs) Is that it was these two male characters that were being very physical, um, and it was you know there there was a lot of negativity surrounding that. Yeah, um, with the reviews and. Um, when the movie came out, but um to me it was it was magical exactly. I loved it. and that kind of um that I think that set the tone for the rest of my life too, is that I expect to to see that in my life. I like I expect some Absolutely. exclusivity,
0: of course, that <laughs>
1: inclusivity
0: that happened with me with The Lost Souls. Have you ever heard of that book? It's by Poppy Z Bright. Yes. Yeah, like, I remember reading that when I was 14 years old, and I was just this little gay boy, and just reading about, like, these gay vampires, and, like, it was just like, oh, my God. I was just like, this is so amazing. So, anyways, it's amazing to see this now. Yes. um, And just out in, like, really popular books. Yes. And popular books that get really good reviews and are on the top of the lists, and people are enjoying and reading and nobody's, like, commenting and giving, like, you and know. And hopefully
1: it'll be on the screen.
0: And, it, yeah, it's it's neat. And um, so after the girls leave, Alina is laying in her bed exhausted and she doesn't know how, but all of a sudden kind of feels that tether pull um, that she has with the darkling, and all of a sudden, and she finds herself in a blurry room with the darkling. So, and that's the end of that chapter.
1: Mm-hmm. She couldn't resist.
0: No, so that leads us into chapter nine. Alina sees the darkling. Has a wound on his side and a corporal Nick is kind of like tending to it. And that brings us to our first scene because this is just so juicy. We cannot, but
1: it's so juicy. We
0: have to read this. So I'm going to be playing the Darkling. Terry's going to play Alina. So, okay. Pour you a drink. Yes. Pour your drink. (laughs) Put your feet up. (laughs) Get ready because here we go.
1: Hide your parents. (laughs)
0: there's something i've been wondering he said
1: no greeting no preamble i waited
0: the night that bagra told you what i intended the night you fled the little palace did you hesitate yes in the days after you left did you ever think of coming back
1: i did i admitted
0: but you chose not to
1: I knew I should go. I should at least have stayed silent, but I was so weary and it felt so easy to be here with him. It wasn't just Bagra, it just it wasn't just what Bagra said that night. You lied to me, you deceived me, you drew me in, seduced me, made me want you, made me question my own heart.
0: I needed your loyalty, Alina. I needed you bound to me by more than duty or fear.
1: His fingers tested the flesh where his wound had been. Only a mild redness remained.
0: There are rumors that your Lantzoff prince has been sighted.
1: I drifted nearer, trying to keep my voice casual. Where? He glanced up, his lips curling in a slight smile.
0: Do you like him?
1: Does it matter?
0: It's harder when you like them. You mourn them more.
1: How many had he mourned? Had there been friends? A wife? Had he ever let anyone get that close?
0: Tell me, Alina, said the Darkling. Has he claimed you yet?
1: Claimed me? Like a peninsula?
0: No blushes, no averted eyes. How you've changed. What about your faithful tracker? Will he sleep curled at the foot of your throne?
1: He was pressing, trying to provoke me. Instead of shying away, I moved closer. You came to me wearing Mao's face that night in your chambers. Was it because you knew I would turn you away? His fingers tightened on the table's edge, but then he shrugged.
0: He was the one you longed for, do you still? No. An apt pupil, but a terrible liar.
1: Why do you have such disdain for Othgazatsia?
0: Not disdain, understanding.
1: They're not all fools and weaklings.
0: What they are is predictable, he said. The people would love you for a time, but what would you think when their good king aged and died while his witch of a wife remained young? When all those who remember your sacrifices are dust in the ground, how long do you think it will take for their children or their grandchildren to turn on you?
1: His words sent a chill through me. I still couldn't get my head around the idea of a long life that lay ahead of me, that yawning abyss of eternity.
0: You never considered it, did you? said the Darkling. You live in a single moment. I live in a thousand.
1: Are we not, all things? In a flash, his hand snaked out and seized my wrist. The room came into sudden focus. He yanked me close, wedging me between his knees. His other hand pressed to the small of my back. His strong fingers splayed over the curve of my spine.
0: You were meant to be my balance, Alina. You are the only person in the world who might rule with me, who might keep my power in check.
1: And who will balance me? The words emerged before I thought better of them, giving raw voice to a thought that haunted me even more than the possibility that the Firebird didn't exist. What if I'm no better than you? What if, instead of stopping you, I'm just another avalanche? He studied me for a long moment. He had always watched me this way, as if I were an equation that didn't quite tally.
0: I want you to know my name, he said. The name I was given, not the title I took for myself. Will you have it, Alina?
1: I could feel the weight of Nikolai's ring in my palm back at the spinning wheel, I didn't have to stand here in the Darkling's arms. I could vanish from his grip, slide back into consciousness in the safety of a stone room hidden in a mountaintop. But I didn't want to go. Despite everything, I wanted this whispered confidence. Yes, I breathed. After a long moment, he said,
0: Alexander.
1: A little laugh escaped me. He arched a brow, a smile tugging at his lips. What? It's just so... common... Such an ordinary name held my kings and peasants alike. I'd known two Alexanders at Karamzin alone, three in the First Army. One of them had died on the fold. His smile deepened and he cocked his head to the side. It almost hurt to see him this way.
0: Will you say it, he asked.
1: I hesitated, feeling danger crowd in on me. Alexander, I whispered. His grin faded and his gray eyes seemed to flicker.
0: Again, he
1: said. Alexander. He leaned in. I felt his breath against my neck, then the press of his mouth against my skin, just above the collar, almost a sigh. Don't, I said. I drew back, but he held me tighter. His hand went to the nape of my neck, long fingers twinning in my hair, easing my head back. I closed my eyes.
0: Let me, he murmured against my throat.
1: His heel hooked around my leg, bringing me closer. I felt the heat of his tongue, the flex of hard muscle beneath bare skin as he guided my hands around his waist.
0: It isn't real, he said. Let me.
1: I felt that rush of hunger, the steady, longing beat of desire that neither of us wanted but that gripped us anyway. We were alone in the world, unique. We were bound together and always would be. And it didn't matter. I couldn't forget what he'd done, and I wouldn't forgive what he was, a murderer, a monster, A man who had tortured my friends and slaughtered the people I'd try to protect. I shoved him away. It's real enough. His eyes narrowed.
0: I grow weary of this game, Alina.
1: I was surprised at the anger that that surged to life in me. Weary? You've toyed with me at every turn. You haven't tired of the game. You're just sorry I'm not so easily played.
0: Clever, Alina, he bit out. The apt pupil, I'm glad you came tonight. I want to share my news.
1: He yanked his bloody shirt on over his head.
0: I'm going to enter the fold.
1: Go ahead, I said. The Volcra deserve another piece of you.
0: They will not have it.
1: You hope to find their appetites changed? Or is this just some more madness?
0: I am not mad. Ask David what secrets he left for me to discover at the palace. I stilled. "'Another clever one,' said the Darkling. "'I'll be taking him back, too, when this is all over. "'Such an able mind.'
1: "'You're bluffing,' I said. "'The Darkling smiled, but this time the turn of his lips was cold.' He shoved off the table and stalked towards me.
0: I will enter the fold, Alina, and I will show West Ravka what I can do, even without the Sun Summoner. And when I have crushed Lansov's only ally, I will hunt you like an animal. You will find no sanctuary. You will have no peace.
1: He loomed over me, his gray eyes glinting
0: fly back home to your old kazatia he snarled hold him tight the rules of this game are about to change
1: the darkling raised his hand and the cut tore through me i shattered and gusted back into my body with an icy jolt
0: insane
1: <laughs> juicy
0: it was <laughs> but so good like Ooh, it, fan me down it, it was everything i wanted when i was mm. reading that like It was everything I wanted.
1: Juicy, because
0: I, I love where these two characters are. I love how they've grown, and just this was just everything I needed. Yes, I I just I well
1: they they're starting to meet more like in the middle. Like the darklings, like evilness is softening a little bit towards Alina, and Alina's like. She's she was freaked out and all mousy before, and now she's just giving it right back to him.
0: She, absolutely, they're
1: they're they're meeting in the middle.
0: Yeah, and it's just I love a good villain, and I, we've talked about that many times. And I just love that in this in this scene, he's just like this is what's about to happen. And it, and before he even tells her, it's like this seduction oh, yes. that's going on. That's just like so thought out and so just uh, so I love this. I love the darkling, and I love Alina now. Like I love the way they're they're working. I yeah, that just... could
1: have gone a little like further, and that <laughs> would have been perfectly fine. But that's all right. That's what imaginations are for.
0: Exactly, and we're still reading young adult.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> yes, again, imaginations.
0: Yep. So, anyways, Alina then um, like wakes up out of or like get as it says, like she gets out of this like she's not there anymore she's not she doesn't see the darkling and she's kind of freaked out so she then like runs out her door and Tamar who is guarding like her chambers um, she has Tamar go and get Tolia and Mal and they all bolt off to David's room
1: yeah she's gotta ask David about this
0: exactly so but I it's it's not when they open the door. There's a little surprise there too. Yeah, uh huh. Because <laughs> Genia's in the bed with David, which is great because I so love David getting some. <laughs>
1: but, I also love just like the both of them because you know cause they're so opposite. Yes, and that now Genia is scarred up, and and David still loves her That's and they're sweet. like really together now
0: <laughs> Yeah they are and Jen Jenya's just like to me she is a she's just a hardcore girl I mm-hmm. mean she's like I mean she got she went through some horrible things with the darkling and still like came out of it and is just like uh-uh that yeah. ain't gonna stop me She
1: survived the king Oh
0: yeah, exactly and then the darkling Yeah she's just she's strong She is Alina tells them um, that the, about the Darkling's plans to attack West Ravka by expanding it. Um, she tells David how the Darkling told her also that there's something that he must have left at the little palace. Um, and whatever he left behind is allowing the Darkling to do this. Um, because he can't expand the fold without entering it first. And so David... Tells them that all he left behind were his old notebooks. Mm-hmm. N- nothing useful. Until he remembers about an idea that he and Nikolai had for building a glass skiff. And Alina kind of is trying to get this out of David, like, tell us more about this. And David tells them that it there's it was a safe it was the skiff was. Kind of like this portal, and they were going to use a safer version of Lumia, um, which is one of Mort Zova's in- inventions. Which is kind of which is liquid fire, I guess. Um, but this formula didn't need to heat for it to work, and was just kind of like artificial sunlight. But you would need sunlight to at least activate
1: it. Yes, you need at least a little bit of sunlight. To- um, said it was kind of like like the mirrors, like yes. the mirror situation. Exactly. That you would need a little bit. Um, it's like magnifying of power. Mm-hmm. And that the, uh, the reason why it was a glass skiff is because glass was the only thing that could contain it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then it would, like, Alina then shows them how she can summon a little shadow, which, of course, kind of freaks them out. And because she can summon shadow because she now kind of has that, like, a little bit of the Darkling's power.
1: Because they were connected N- there for a little while. Exactly.
0: At the end of the last book. So if
1: she can do that do that, then your brain starts thinking, uh oh.
0: I wonder if he can do that with my power. Yeah. So but we're not really sure. No. We aren't. We don't know that. Um, it would make
1: sense. It would.
0: Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, like you also kind of think it, if you think back on when all when she was grabbing at his power, I just remember reading it and feeling like it was very much her like taking his power, like the way I was reading it. Not hint like it, I almost felt like the Darkling was kind of confused by everything going on at mm. the end of the last book. But I don't know, we'll see. Um, but
1: I mean, if he's if he's thinking of doing this, then, then he's got he to, clearly has to have some way. I mean, absolute, yeah. You're right, because he it, it's not enough of the power to hold off the Vulcra, but it would be enough to, to spark this
0: exactly, which would then be enough to hold off the Vulcra. Yeah. So, uh, so that's a scary thought. They all realize with the Glass Lumia, Grisha, the Nietzsche Voya, um, that the Darkling with all those can totally break Ravka. I mean he's got a lot right now if he's like i mean that's a lot of stuff so that's where we end chapter nine and we go on into chapter 10 they decide that they will use nikolai's army and any of the sold-out soul that the apparat is willing to part with and try to go and i guess attack on the darkling in west so they're trying to come up with their own battle plan now since the darkling has pretty much told them hey this is what I'm doing.
1: It's ruined a lot of their plans.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's cha- and They're going to have to change things around. So Alina then goes to Bagra to see if she can get any information out of her regarding Mortsova.
1: And boy, did she.
0: Yes. And Bagra actually starts to tell her, I think she starts to tell her more about Mortsova when Alina tells her that she knows the Darkling's real name. Yes. I think that's really what kinda opened up Bagra.
1: I, I think there were times earlier in the in the book where she was where Bagra was starting to say something, where she mm-hmm. kind of wanted to say something, but something always got stopped. in the way and stopped her. So yeah, I think this um the name brought her back.
0: Yeah, and guys, this is just like an onflow Huge. of information because it was just like this like brought so many things together that like we've all been wondering and so mind blown. Exactly. Bagra tells Alina that Moritzova used to be married to an old and she used to travel around the world with him, helping him with his amplifiers, the first two at least, and then, um, when he was just about to embark on the third amplifier, the Firebird, which they're looking for, his wife, the Okazatya, becomes pregnant.
1: They had a baby. Yep.
0: So they settled down to have this child. Um, this child can summon shadows. And when Bagra tells Alina at this point, this is when Alina all of a sudden has little fires go off in her head, and she's like, oh my god, Bagra, you're Morten Sofa's daughter.
1: Um... Hello.
0: Right. And the Darkling is then Mortsova's grandson. That
1: is massive.
0: (laughs) Yes. We've been trying to figure out all this stuff about Mortsova this whole time. And Bagra, who I love, by the way, this entire time has just happened. She's been right there. Yep. And she's, yeah, there's this connection to Mortsova. They have, like, a live connection. And it's just, it's crazy. And also
1: kind of if you think back to the very beginning of the three books, it also kind of explains the Darkling's obsession.
0: Oh yeah. With the
1: amplifiers.
0: Exactly. Because it's like family heirlooms at some, and he heard
1: the story growing up.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's so neat. And I love this because I eat it all up because the Grisha verse is like so cool when you get to parts like this, like just, this is Lee did such an incredible job. Um, I just love how long we've waited, to to get <laughs> finally here. And it's just, like, it feels so rewarding. Yes, um, Bagra then tells her also how one day, um, when she was growing up, her sister kind of pissed her off <laughs> by breaking one of her toys. Um, and we've got to remember, also, Bagra's a little girl, and her sister just, like, broke one of her toys. So she reacts, and she can summon... So she can summon shadows. So all of a sudden, I don't, she summoned all of a sudden the cut and killed her sister.
1: She literally just tore her sister into two pieces.
0: Yep. And, which is horrifying. Um, so then Mortzova, this amazing fabricator and just amazing Grisha. Bring,
1: we oh. learn too, at this point, that he was all things. So he was a healer too. Yeah. And a fabricator because he just decided that he was going to be a part of everything.
0: They didn't have the orders at that time. It was like you could, and that's what brings us back to when Bagri was telling her that, like, you know, you can summon just small things. Like, I mean, you can have all of it almost. Like, I mean, you just, it's in small doses. And it just kind of all makes sense. So, yeah. So Mortsova is like this huge, like, I mean, really big, powerful Grisha. So he brings his daughter back to life, and obviously the villagers um, are not happy with that. Um, I think it has to do with one fear mm-hmm. and also maybe there was a little bit of like rem- like they're kind of pissed off because I mean they're like children, parents had died, and why didn't you bring back my my family yeah. and
1: so, how many loved ones had they lost to illness or injury since Moritzova had come to their town? So, yeah, they're thinking of all the lives lost and that he, could have been saved
0: if you would have just done this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we also don't know. Like, I mean, I was thinking this when reading, I because it didn't explain Moritzova, maybe he didn't even know that he could bring true. his daughter back to life. Maybe Very he true. didn't know he had that power because we haven't heard of that power yet before right. of bringing someone to life exactly so i mean maybe he was just trying it for the first time like he was really devastated and so but of course what a great reward we know this because i mean alina's been studying i mean he ends up being thrown it with um, wrapped in metal change into the river but one added part with his daughter i can't like that's uh. horrifying but yeah Bagra tells Alina how he still could have survived that though. That I mean, just um Okazatya metal would have been nothing for him to be able to escape out of. Right. So, so I mean, very true. And um also she Bagra doesn't think that her father would have abandoned his life's work by like not going and help and Finishing the Firebird. Right, exactly. So that continues our story, like, being like, okay, so the Firebird could still be an amplifier. He still could have gone and turned an, that Firebird into an amplifier. So...
1: He could still be alive now.
0: Yeah, he could. Yeah, because, I mean...
1: he I, because yeah. if he survived that, really the only other option was that if he killed himself. Right. Because there was a whole conversation in there, too, about how eternity is so long. And after you do so many things that sometimes you should just take their own life. So he maybe died in the river. He maybe survived and finished the firebird. Yeah. Or he might have killed himself.
0: And then there's the daughter. Yes. And she could have. Bogra's sister. Yeah. So and then I thought this was really interesting where. Alina then just starts to ponder if she's descended from Mortsova's other daughter. Yes. I just thought that was a very interesting just way to think. I mean, but I mean, they all kind of grew up in the same. It's all the same area. So, yes. I mean.
1: And if you think um, with Alina, she didn't show her powers very early on. It took a while yeah. for her to come into her powers. So this sister would have been quite a bit younger because Boger was like yeah. five.
0: Yeah. So this she sister had, had
1: to have been really young. And so if she didn't even show her powers how, at that point.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, she definitely got could could in the family. Absolutely. I mean, because there's no way of, we don't know it, how that happens. We like, I mean, so she is interrupted by Nikolai, um, who, I'm sorry, this, like she finishes a conversation with Bagra and she's then thinking about. How she might be descendant and from Mortzova, and then like she is interrupted by Nikolai, who wants to show her something beautiful, and he um, takes her to see a meteor shower. And
1: he's so excited. He
0: is, and Mal is also there. Mal happens to like be trying to find Alina also because he likes oh. to show Alina beautiful things.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was.
0: So It was a little
1: heartbreaking. I'm not the biggest fan of Mal. I think that we know this by now. Um, eh, but this this part was a little heartbreaking. Yeah, you felt bad for him. She's got her arm in Nikolai's arm, and they're walking up the stairs together, and she sees Mal, who's who was just racing down so the stairs excited. all happy. And then the second he sees them, yeah. his face just drops. Yeah. And it was, oh.
0: Yeah, well, you're not Ouch. alone. There are a lot of people that do not like Mal.
1: It's not that I don't... It's hard to explain, I guess. It's not that I don't like him, really. It's the the conflict of Mal and Alina that interrupts oh, yeah. what needs to happen, but we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting where exactly. that's, not, that's not an issue anymore. That was my problem. Mal is a character. Eh, he's all well, all they're right, just both
0: conflicting yes. with one another's, like, life. <laughs> and just, like, they need to, like, Decide. make th- a decision
1: i still think mal is more than what he is i'm just making that one i don't know anything yeah that's just my personal as someone who has not read everything that is just my personal
0: well i mean and don't we'll tell th- me i'm not going to i'm not <laughs> I, I will not but that brings us to our next scene which is um Nikolai and alina i'll be playing Nikolai, and terry's gonna play alina so, um, and this is kind of pretty much finishing off this um, last part,
1: this chapter, and our reading.
0: Yeah. Um, so, anyways, let's let's do see our next scene, girl.
1: This is kid friendly, by the way.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> P.G. Beautiful, I managed.
0: I told you I had a lot of money.
1: So you arrange celestial events now?
0: As a sideline.
1: We stood at the center of the room, gazing up at the glass dome.
0: I could promise to make you forget him, Nikolai offered.
1: I'm not sure that's possible.
0: You do realize you're playing havoc with my pride.
1: Your confidence seems perfectly intact.
0: Think about it.
1: He said, leading me through the crowd to a quiet nook near the western terrace.
0: I'm used to being the center of attention wherever I go. I've been told I could charm the shoes off a racehorse mid-stride, and yet you seem impervious.
1: I laughed. You know damn well I like you, Nikolai.
0: Such a tepid sentiment.
1: I don't hear you making declarations of love. Would they help? No.
0: Flattery? Flowers? A hundred head of cattle?
1: I gave him a shove. No. Even now, I knew that bringing me up here was less a romantic gesture than it was a display. The mess hall was deserted and we had this little pocket of the spinning wheel to ourselves, but he'd made sure we'd taken the long way through the crowd. He'd wanted us to be seen together, the future king and queen of Rodka. Nikolai cleared his throat.
0: Alina, on the very slim chance that we survive the next few weeks, I'm going to ask you to be my wife.
1: My mouth went dry. I'd known this is where we were headed, but it was still strange to hear him say those words.
0: Even if Mal wants to stay on, Nikolai continued, I'm going to have him reassigned.
1: Say goodnight. Tell me to leave, Alina. I un- I understand, I said quietly.
0: Do you? I know I said that we could have a marriage in name only, but if we if we had a child, I wouldn't want him to have to endure the rumors and the jokes.
1: He clasped his hands around behind his back.
0: One royal bastard is enough.
1: Children. With Nikolai. You don't have to do this, you know, I said. I wasn't sure if I was talking to him or myself. I could lead the second army, and you could have pretty much any girl you want.
0: A shoe princess? A Kirch banker's daughter?
1: Or a Ravkin heiress? Or a Grisha-like Zoya?
0: Zoya? I make it a policy never to seduce anyone prettier than I am.
1: I laughed. I think that was an insult.
0: Alina, this is the alliance I want. The First and Second Armies brought together. As for the rest, I've always known that whatever marriage I made would be political. It would be about power, not love. But we might get lucky. In time, we might have both.
1: Or the Third Amplifier will turn me into a power-mad dictator and you'll have to kill me.
0: Yes, that would make for an awkward honeymoon.
1: He took my hand, circling my bare wrist with his fingers. I tensed and realized I was waiting for the rush of surety that came with the Darkling's touch, or a jolt like the one I'd felt that night at the Little Palace when Mal and I had argued by the banya. Nothing happened. Nikolai's skin was warm, his grip gentle. I'd wonder if I'd ever feel something so simple again, or if the power in me would just keep jumping and crackling, seeking connection the way lightning seeks high ground.
0: Caller, Nikolai said. Fetters, I won't have to spend much on jewelry.
1: I have expensive taste in tiaras.
0: But only one head.
1: Thus far, I glanced down at my wrist. I should warn you, based on the conversation I had today with Bagra, if things do go wrong with the amplifiers, getting rid of me may require more than your usual firepower. Like what? Possibly another sun summoner. It's simple enough. Like calls to like.
0: I'm sure there's a spare... around somewhere.
1: I couldn't help but smile.
0: See, he said, if we're not dead in a month, we might be very happy together.
1: Stop that, I said, still grinning. What? Saying the right thing.
0: I'll try to wean myself of the habit.
1: His smile faltered. He reached out and brushed the hair back from my face. I froze. He rested his hand in the space where the collar met the curve of my neck, and when I didn't bolt, he slid his palm up to cup my cheek. I wasn't sure I wanted this. You said... You said you wouldn't kiss me until...
0: Until you were thinking of me instead of trying to forget him?
1: He moved closer, the light from the meteor shower playing over his features. He leaned in, giving me time to pull away. I could feel his breath when he said...
0: I love it when you quote me.
1: He brushed his lips over mine once, briefly, then again. It was less a kiss than the promise of one.
0: When you're ready, he said...
1: Then he tucked his. Then he tucked my hand in his, and we stood together, watching the spill of stars streaking the sky.
0: End scene. And that was just lovely. Oh. And um, actually, I realized there's one other thing. Actually, after that, um, after that scene, there's one other line I just love, and it, I think it's the very last one of this entire chapter. Maybe love was superstition, a prayer we said to keep the truth of loneliness at bay. I tilted my head back. The stars looked like they were close together when really they were millions of miles apart. In the end, maybe love just meant longing for something impossibly bright and forever out of reach. End quote. I just love that. Yes. Some pretty writing right there. Yes. really is. So that comes to the end of our reading. So, that brings us into GreaseCast News! News! <laughs> Woohoo! And we did it together! <laughs> we did it. Yay! We've been trying to do that for a while. <laughs> but Terry often just looks at me like I'm crazy, and then I remind her like after the show, like,
1: hey, remember... One when of everyone... us is more of a professional than the other one. Oh, that is
0: so not true. <laughs> we both professional. So, truthfully, we really don't have much. I mean, we know that Shadow and Bone has officially wrapped the production. Um, which is exciting. That is. So, that's great. Um, and then the only other thing I have is Lee kind of keeps tweeting about having to go back to writing. <laughs> she's just, like, <laughs> posting stuff, and then she's like, I need to get back to writing. And so, I mean, and we know she's writing. So, I mean, she's writing the sequel to King of Scars right now, so that's exciting. Which is part of the verse. so... Yay, we got new Grisha verse material coming soon. In a while, but still soon. Um, however long it takes for bu- books to be written and then published, and then, yeah, forever, I'm sure.
1: Yes, it does take a while.
0: Great. Wow. Well, and then
1: writers don't really have, um, once they're done, it's out of their hands as to how long it's going to take to edit and publish and be put out in the public. God. Well,
0: we'll be waiting
1: impatiently
0: yeah so we do have one listener thank you um it's um from instagram we just want to thank kath burke thank you
1: thank you thanks
0: for shouting out at us Yay. we love our listeners and um
1: speaking of listeners we want to give a very special shout out to our listeners in a few places like singapore woohoo berlin germany and Tucson, Arizona.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's right.
1: Those are our special listeners this week.
0: Yeah. And we <laughs> we usually do that in the beginning.
1: We, we had to talk about.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, thanks, things, Terry, for. <laughs> thank you. we're doing
1: our shout outs. We're shouting out to y'all, too.
0: Yes. So. Well, before we leave, I do want to remind all our listeners, please go to iTunes and rate us. Um that is a great way for us to know what's going on and also it helps us out um and continue to tell your friends and next week we will be covering chapters 11, 12 and 13 and I'm sure these are just going to be filled with more and more action because we're oh, just yes. at that part. Um I think this is clo- I think this is 60 pages so it's not too bad. Um but anyways, yeah. So that's about it. But Don't
1: forget to talk to us on our socials. Yes. And remember that we've got a special guest coming up over the summer. So get in those questions. Yes. burning questions.
0: Exactly. Don't forget because we're very excited. Very. (laughs) So, well, you all have a lovely rest of the week and have a great weekend. And we will see you guys next week. So bye. Bye. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at
1: Follow us on Instagram at GrishaCast, Twitter at Grisha podcast,
0: and Facebook at GrishaCast.